Today's episode is brought to you by Triumph Equine Kinesiology Tape. Accessible, affordable, and made for all sticky situations. It's my favorite equine kinesiology tape, and I bet it'll be yours too. Available at triumphtape.com, and we'll also link it in the show notes. I'm Judith, and this is the Starline Equine Bodywork Podcast. This is a podcast about all of the things that I've learned and continue to learn in my career with horses. For the better part of a decade, I've been a full-time equine bodywork practitioner, educator, and author. My obsession? How horses really work. And how to get the most from our relationship with them in training and in sport. My passion? Helping horse owners, body workers, and aspiring body workers get going, unpack the latest science, research, and experiences behind what we do with horses to support their potential and optimize their performance. Now, we get called in as body workers to see horses quite often when they have a lackluster performance or perhaps they've had a sudden change in attitude towards their work. Or maybe they're just, you know, super girthy. They're not putting on muscle the way they should be putting on muscle despite their great nutrition, despite their fitness, despite their program. And what's actually happening is something that's more of a veterinary concern. And so joining us today is Dr. Megan Donati of Bennett Equine, and she's going to talk to us about how sometimes those symptoms that owners think are bodywork issues are actually something different. In fact, they can be signs of gastric ulcers starting in the horse. Dr. Megan Donati, thank you so much for joining us to talk to us about this. Thanks so much for having me. You heard me do the introduction there, and those are certainly sometimes things that require body work, but they can also be signs of horses having gastric ulcers. How do I know if my horse has gastric ulcers, and um, what do I what do I do if I suspect them? That's a really good question. And I think as veterinarians, we get called with the, for the same things as well, that, you know, change in behavior under saddle, not willing to go forward. Um, little, little things like that, that people are concerned could be gastric ulcers. And when it comes down to it, um, the only way to diagnose gastric ulcers is using a gastroscope. So it's a three meter long endoscope. So really long camera that we put down into the stomach after they've had a night off food. Um, and we can actually see around the stomach and visualize is there ulcers or not. Um, that is the only way to, to know um, for sure if, the, if they do have ulcers or not, because a lot of things can share the same clinical signs as, as gastric ulcers. Now, I've seen videos online of body workers using a pen cap and rubbing them in different spots on horses. And uh, when they get a positive reaction, they're saying, well, I think this horse has ulcers. Um, that's never sat mm -hmm. right with me before. Uh, I feel like that's a diagnosis that should be made by a veterinarian, not by a pen cap and a body worker who didn't go to vet school. Um, that, you know, that staying in our lane and knowing when to call in a vet is really important. So if we've been called in as a body worker and we're not seeing resolution, um, I think it's important to say, you know, I think it's time that you talk to your veterinarian and talk to them about these symptoms. Mm -hmm. You would go in and you would do a gastroscope. And um, so where do ulcers 
you know, I, I'm assuming there's more than one type of ulcer and where are they usually? Yeah. So the stomach has two kind of different linings. Uh, the top we call the squamous and it doesn't have any protection against the acidic contents of the stomach. So it's a very common place that we get gastric ulcers um, and we call those squamous ulcers. Um, and then we have glandular ulcers and those sit in the bottom half of the stomach where the lining of the stomach should be able to resist the acidity of the stomach contents. Um, but sometimes there is a failure in those mechanisms and there can be ulcers there as well. Um, both need to be treated with different durations and, and typically different treatments. So it is good to see what type your horse might have and the severity of them as well. Now, um, are there risk factors? Are certain horses, certain breeds, certain um, lifestyles, certain managerial aspects, are, are they increasing different risk factors? Uh, you know, I've read tons of different things and they say, you know, big varying numbers that horses between 50 to 90% of horses will experience uh, a period of ulcers in their life. Is that true? And how can we mitigate the risk? Yeah, those, those statistics are, are true. And they're, they're quite large, the number of the percent that might come in contact, have ulcers in their life. You know, they say an estimated 90% of performance racehorses will have them, um, and 40 to 60% of non-racing disciplines. So that's a pretty substantial population right there. Um, there is definitely, um, horses that experience them more. Um, you know, we, we do see it more in our performance horses. Um, one, that's just that they are, they're working and the more time that horses spend above a trot, they're more likely to experience these horse, these, uh, gastric ulcers. Um, th there is breed, uh, dispositions to it as well. Um, and, and management can affect it a lot. So if we have a horse that is out in a pasture all day, eating like it's designed to do, they are they are less likely, but our performance horses that are, you know, a little bit stressed at, at horse shows and trailering, you know, a few hours to get to these horse shows and stand at the ring for a few hours, not getting to graze as they are meant to do, definitely um, can increase their risk for for gastric ulcers. And would you say? Um, I know you said that the the race population has a, a high amount of gastric ulcer incident. Do you think that that has to do a little bit with um, feed management because they're getting fed uh, more explosive type feeds? Um, and even our some of our sport horses are getting fed a different diet. Yes, high grain diets can predispose them as well. Um, that can can really increase the the chance for gastric ulcers. Now, your you know our, our performance horses that are fed a moderate amount of grain, but a good amount of forage shouldn't be as at risk, but our horses that are fed a lot of carbohydrates are and grain are at more risk. Okay. So, um, let's say my horse is, and this is, uh, I just want to make this really clear. This is in no way veterinary advice for your own horse. This is for educational purposes only. You know, each horse is an individual and, of course, has to be checked by their own veterinarian. But just for the sake of let's educate owners so they can ask the right questions um, when they go forward and not, you know, specific veterinary advice. Um, so... If my horse has been diagnosed with ulcers, there are different treatments and a recheck period. So 
what if my horse has been diagnosed with ulcers am I going to do? And when should I be rechecking my horse? Good question. So our, our squamous ulcers typically heal themselves in four weeks. And our glandular, so the ulcers that we're going to have at the bottom, um, they can take eight to 12 weeks. So they take take a little bit longer because they're always surrounded by that acid. Um, but we do have ways to treat gastric ulcers. Um, our, we have two main goals. One is to lower the pH of the stomach. If we decrease the acidity, um, that should one, help the ulcers heal and help prevent more ulcers from showing up. Um, so this is done by drugs called omeprazole or the brand name for that can be GastroGuard, um, as well as drug called mesoprostol. Um, those both help decrease the pH of the stomach. And then there is sucralfate, um, and that is a drug that acts kind of like a Band-Aid, and it adheres to any ulcers and it provides relief. Um, and that can help during the healing process so that the horses aren't as uncomfortable. Um, but it really depends on what type of ulcers you have. And that is the benefit of doing a gastroscope instead of, you know, just beginning treatment to really know that duration time. And now with the gastroscope, um, checking and rechecking, uh, the availability of it has made it a much more affordable option, right? Mm -hmm. So about a month later, we're going to go in, we're going to recheck, make sure that our treatment's working, see if we have to continue treatment or if we can change. Is that... Is that a good statement? Yes. That's yeah. a, okay, yeah. perfect. So now what about if my horse has had ulcers, what are recurrence rates like? Um, am I going to be always on guard for this? Um, am I always going to be on colic watch, watching for my horse stopping eating? What, because, um, you know, like while it can start looking like performance issues, as we know, it can progress into uh bigger signs mm -hmm. of discomfort, your colic, your, your inappetite, all of those things. Um, what am I watching for and how at risk am I for recurrence? Yeah, the, the horses that have ulcers are definitely uh, at risk for recurrence. Um, now, we can do some management changes, you know, when possible there to, to help decrease that, that recurrence, um, you know, making sure they have a constant supply of hay, um, making sure that they're not ridden and worked on empty stomachs, um, you know, providing oil or alfalfa hay has been thought to perhaps help in those things as well. So there is some management things that we can do to help decrease the recurrence rates. But at the end of the day, you know, our, our performance horse is going to continue likely to be a performance horse and is going to be exposed to those same stresses that might have incited it. Um, so I, I don't know of any percent of what the recurrence rate is, but they there definitely is a strong chance of recurrence. And we have to keep our eye out for those clinical signs that we saw at, at first um, to do that and making sure that we kind of provide the management changes to make sure that they're as comfortable as possible and that we can decrease that chance. Now, if I'm headed to a horse show into a stretch, stressful situation and my horse has had ulcers in the past, would it be wise to preventatively give them some type of treatment to talk to my veterinarian about that? Yes, we do put a lot of our ones that have finished a treatment on a preventative dose. It's usually a smaller amount just to make sure that the ulcers don't come back and that we have to do another full treatment and making sure that they stay comfortable during that and don't have to deal with any of the the discomfort that comes along with gastric ulcers. So some people do it, you know, up to a week before going and a week after, um, you know, some do it for a few days, just depending on the severity and type of ulcers that your horse has had. But 
keeping them on a preventative during show season, during, you know, before they're going to be shipped, things like that. Um, new friends adding to the paddock even can cause stressful situations um, is a very good idea. So what are some signs that I should be looking out for um, that I can say, you know, um, this is, you know, this sudden change in performance may not be a bodywork issue. Um, what are some things that horses that have ulcers are going to start to show me that may be more subtle that um, typically get missed? So before they become girthy and reluctant to work and, you know, sour about their job, what are some things that people typically miss? Yeah, I think the, the first one that we always see is is the just the... <sighs> The, the poor perform, the mild changes under saddle. So they're not as happy. They're not as eager um, or, or they're getting a little bit sour under saddle. That's kind of our, our biggest one. You can also see that they might have a decreased food intake, um, that they're not eating as much dry hay. That probably comes from a discomfort side of things. Um or that they get a little bit uncomfortable as they eat after they eat. Um, Though those are kind of the ones that, that we go. Of course, we do have you know the changes in girthiness or or blankets de- being done up. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of very unspecific signs with with gastric ulcers um, that can go along with a lot of different medical conditions, um, and they can be anywhere from very vague to you know a severe colic, like you said. Yeah. And I know, um, from looking after horses, horses in my care, I've noticed really subtle signs like, um, your face doesn't look happy right now and you're over drinking. And I know you're not a metabolic horse, so there's no reason for you to be (laughs) over drinking, you know, little, uh, little things really know your horse, watch their habits closely. Um, and any change in behavior changes. Yeah. It's those to me, um, what I've noticed taking care of horses is when something all of a sudden isn't in their norm that's when, you know, you have to start to take note. Oh my goodness. This is such great information. Thank you so much. Is there any takeaways, um, from a vet's perspective that you would love to give, um, horse owners and body workers about this topic? No, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, I'm glad that we, we kind of covered that, you know, the only way to diagnose it is truly by, by a gastroscope because, that's something that, you know, we should as, as veterinarians really be, you know, going down that pathway instead of just medicating. And, and it's important to know because if there's not gastric ulcers, then it can be something else, you know, both in the, the body work side of things or in the veterinary side of things of, of, of something causing discomfort. Yeah. And I think also, uh, I really want to stress this, the availability um, of having the gastroscope done in your own home barn makes it so much more affordable and accessible um, and a real gift, a real tool for horse owners to provide the very best care for their horses. Absolutely. We can provide it quickly and we can work together as a team with all of your other, you know, body care and and body workers as well to make a really well-rounded approach for your horse. Thank you so much, Dr. Megan Donati of Bennett Equine in Cambridge, Ontario. If people want to read more about Bennett Equine, what's the website address? Our website is bennettequine.ca. And that's B-E-N-N-E-T-T equine.ca. And we'll leave that in the show notes as well. 
Equine kinesiology tape increases the efficiency of your horse's body so that together you can strive for your goals. In the working horse, tape supports joints with long-term soundness in mind. It addresses fascial issues, lymphatic and circulation issues, and assists muscles, tendons, and ligaments. It can also be used in injury rehabilitation programs for faster and safer recovery so that your horse can feel like himself again. Tape is an affordable and accessible tool that, with a little know-how, can revolutionize your training and rehabilitation programs. Stuck Up is a course designed to give you the confidence and skills to add kinesiology taping to your toolbox, whether you're a horse owner or a professional body worker. Join Stuck Up and train like a professional, think like a body worker. Enroll at stuckupcourse.com.